I don't know how you're feeling today, but I'm ready for another episode of Empathetic Musicians. Hi, my name is Sophia Sturmer, and my mission is to share more stories about powerful musicians who have a unique voice in music. At So Just Collab, we engage musicians seeking to find their voice in music with non-traditional music strategies. The most important part is that we focus on you before the music. On this podcast, we are getting personal with our guests and uncovering what their music journey has been like and if they have any advice for musicians as special as you. Oh my goodness. Hello, Ali. Thank you. I'm, I'm so happy to see your face. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here and see your beautiful face. It's been too long. <laughs> so much. Well, I want to thank you for coming on Empathetic Musicians. I appreciate you taking the time out of your Thanksgiving week uh, to be here with us today. So thank you. Um, I know that we met at CDT in Oak Park, um, but we also found out like how much we loved musical theater. Today, I want to start with when when did you realize that you wanted to keep music as a part of your life and like how old were you or oh gosh I've had such a complicated long on again off again relationship with music with with dance with acting with musical theater um I guess I've been kind of I've always been a dramatic child and so throughout my whole life I was always you know doing choir stuff and singing and being in plays and musicals and doing of course lots of dance classes And then um, it wasn't really until I was a summer before seventh grade, like 2011, when I was 12 years old, and I went to New York City for the first time, and I saw Wicked on Broadway. And that's when I really got into musical theater and was like, I really want to do this. I really want to be part of this. And ironically, I just got back from New York City last weekend, where I saw Wicked again, almost uh, a little over 10 years after, um, which was a totally different experience. But um, Yeah. And then from that point on, I was kind of super focused on musical theater all throughout like middle and high school. I theater was my life. I was an actor. I was on stage. I did everything behind the scenes. I did costuming, directing, producing, social media, stage managing. (laughs) Um, I did so much. And um, but I always loved music. Like I was never super into street plays. I just loved music and uh, the way that music could just, you know, really match the emotions you're feeling and transport you to another world. And just like music is like, is like, you know, so soothing for the soul. It's like a fuzzy blanket for the soul and it just wraps you up and just, uh, uh, it's the best thing in the world. And so I always really gravitated towards kind of the musical theater genre because I love the storytelling and I love how like every musical is different. You have rock musicals, you have pop musicals, you have country musicals. And so you don't really have to choose a genre in musical theater. There are so many genres, but they kind of are all just very, you know, beautiful and symphonic and story-based. Um, and yeah, so then I, um, I went to college and I thought for sure, I wanted to be a casting director and I thought I wanted to work in theater professionally and I had done some kind of uh, worked in regional theater a bit when I was um, my teenage years but I kind of learned that like sometimes when you try to make your passion like your career it can sour it or at least it did a bit for me and so then I was really lost and I left school and I had some stuff happen in my personal life and then I was in and out of school and now I'm back in school but 
I kind of lost my love of theater and I had a lot of uh, bad experiences in musical theater and um, I kind of lost my love of music. And so I'm slowly <laughs> finding it again. Um, like, especially this year, I've, um, I play piano. And so I've been going into the, our school has a conservatory. Um, I'm at Gettysburg College um, in Pennsylvania and our school has a conservatory of music. And so sometimes when I'm really upset, I go into the practice rooms and I just play songs, just like simple chords. I'm not as fancy as you, but, um, and sing. Fancy, and, oh gosh. <laughs> um, I don't know. And I just music, especially in the last few months, which have been had some particular challenges and ups and downs. I just find that more than ever that, you know, uh, music is for me and that it's it's my own personal experience with it and that I don't have to monetize it. I don't have to make a profession out of it. I don't have to sing for other people and be what other people want me to be. And I can just, you know, exist for me and play music for me. And um. I consider myself both empathetic and a musician. So um, yeah, that's kind of my little journey in a nutshell. Oh my gosh. I, oh, there's, there's so many nuggets in there. What was it? <laughs> I, what, um, you said that, that you started playing piano because there's, there's um, like pianos accessible in your college. Did someone suggest that to you or like, how did you figure that out? Oh, so actually, um, I started playing piano in about fifth grade because my grandma was an amazing pianist and she kind of taught me uh, to read music. And then I was in like a music class at school and my dad was also a great musician. He had always tried to teach me piano when I was younger, but I and I just I kind of have a musical ear kind of self-taught and taught around by people. And I was in choir, but like I really should expand on it more because I guess my skills are limited. But anyway, so I had kind of been playing since I was like 10, not not super like intense, just for me. And then the first time in college when I was at Baldwin Wallace in Cleveland, they have a really great conservatory of music and musical theater program. And I used to go there and play the piano. And then we have a piano at home. And then here it's really nice. We have practice rooms. So um, I want to get into it more, but I think I've always been kind of scared to, I was trying to play piano a bit over the pandemic and get better at it. Cause I feel like I've kind of been stuck in the same place for several years, but um, yeah, I used to actually play tenor saxophone too. And then I sing, but um, I need to, That's I need so to, <laughs> yeah, I, when I was in, I was in band in eighth grade and I learned over the summer and like, I didn't want to be in beginning band because all my friends are going to be in advanced band. So the band director was like, you take private lessons over the summer and learn you can be in the advanced band with your friends so then I learned tenor saxophone over the summer wow. <laughs> I, I play no saxophone so not my favorite thing to play I haven't played since I was like 14 but um yeah I love piano and I think piano is so universal and piano is like one of the only instruments that it can sound like like anything else it can it, it's just the universal you know like um it's just a universal instrument and I really need to you know be more serious about um, practicing and about learning but I just sometimes I just like to go in and just you know plunk my way through chords and just feel the music and not That's not try thing. to be not try to be the best at it and not try to you know like sometimes it's just nice to just have music for me and not not try to you know try too hard at it I love that I just wanted to hear it one more time because I I really really loved <laughs> when you said that um kind of brushed um, on it a little bit. Um, I know that we have had similarities in our college journey, but mm-hmm. you were kind of touching upon like what what are some of those roadblocks that you came across that made it harder for you to pursue music? 
Um, I guess, yeah, I know we've both had the non-traditional path and it, it's hard sometimes when you're surrounded by people who don't have similar journeys, it can feel very isolating. So that's why it was nice. I know we met up over the summer and we were talking about our, our journeys as I was embarking on this new one. But yeah, I went first for, um, I went, I started my freshman year at Baldwin Wallace University in Berea, Ohio, outside of Cleveland. I did that for a year and that was 2017, 18. And then I took a semester off and um, I worked and traveled. Then I went to art school for a few months and in LA at Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, which wasn't the best experience because then again, I was making art, which was like a, like a hobby of mine and what I loved. I was making it into like a career and I was spending hours painting literally 50 different shades of gray. And um, I was the worst in all my classes, which I wasn't, I didn't like, I wasn't used to because I was very strong in school because I thought, oh, well, I didn't have the best experience in regular school. Maybe I'll do art school. Um, so that was another thing. So I went to school for, you know, theater and English and I went to school for art. And then I, um, I also love figure skating and I find it very similar to musical theater, especially ice dance. And so I, um, I then became like a figure skating journalist and photographer and I traveled the U.S. and Canada. I had this like blog called Edges of Glory. And then I did that. And then there was a pandemic. And then I was like, I feel like I should go back to college. And I, feel, I felt all the societal pressure. And then I applied to 27 schools as a transfer. And then I got into Gettysburg College in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, you know, with Civil War and all that. It's, it's all anyone talks about here. And I didn't want to go at first. And I wanted to stay in California. I wanted to go to UC Irvine. <laughs> like, you know, where you, I, I loved Irvine. I, I would always visit my friend and be like, I just want to go to school here. And so, but yeah, in August, I moved across the country. I think I cried every day for like a month. And then I really loved it here. And I'm, I know I'm meant to be here. And I guess like you, you can't separate music from my life journey because I find that music finds me in different places and in different times. Like, uh, you know, when I'm going through life <laughs> um, and like you know, music, I guess music meets me where I am. And, you know, sometimes I don't play piano for a few months. Sometimes I play piano every day. Sometimes I'll listen to, you know, certain songs or, you know, Taylor Swift um, and, uh, or just, you know, you find songs and they're like, they totally describe your situation. And, you know, I love listening to music. I love playing music. I love singing. I definitely feel, I've always been a little insecure about my voice because I wasn't naturally the best gifted singer. And I feel like as we've talked about, like musical theater is really hard when, you know, you're not always getting the lead. Allie, you gotta all. sing more. Can't oh, I know. I know. Well, I took voice lessons like from like 2011 to like, 2017 I took voice lessons like every single week oh my god I spent so much money on voice lessons and like it didn't really I feel like the voice too is so interlocked with like your mental being and your mental health and your psyche and like also like it's really annoying in theater that like so much of it is based on the casting is based on like how you look and how you sound which yeah it, it was always hard having all my friends be really naturally gifted and getting the leads and then I would just I loved theater so much, but it felt like it never loved me back. So I guess I have like different relationships to music based on, you know, listening to music. That's a relationship. Playing music on the piano. That's a relationship. Singing music. That's a relationship. And that's probably, you know, sometimes I really love a song and then I'm like, my voice can't do this. Like Olivia Rodrigo's vocal range is like, uh, no. uh, <laughs> I can tell you today. I want to hear you sing. What, what's, what's your favorite one from her sour album? Well, which, oh. which one do you want to say that you, you think that you can't? Our vocal ranges are not compatible Which at one? All. Just pick one. One song. Which, no, 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 no. That's no. a good one. 
Well, I always, I always play enough for you, but it is totally like, that's the song that really like got me in my feels. This but semester. You know what? It's heart wrenching, right? It so really you, don't, you don't necessarily have to, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that you can't do it, but I'm telling you, it's mostly like, it's mostly about emotion. So like, like you said, if you feel a certain way that day, I, I want you to try to sing it or, or play it, whichever comes first, yeah. because yeah. Um, I, I, I try to transpose it. Like I was trying, I was like, Oh, I'll just play it down the octave. I know it's too low. Yeah, or like I, play it out. Yeah. I, I tried to legit transpose it and like transpose the chords. And like, it was just sounding weird. So I was like spot transposing, trying to like make it work for my range. Cause her range is just like so high. And I'm just like, it's just not I'm I have definitely a lower voice I'm more comfortable with that so I was like this music like I'm feeling it but like this is not in my range so I'm just like in a practice room at like 11 p.m because the practice rooms here are open 24 hours which is really nice oh my um, gosh <laughs> wow okay um, yeah but also yes yeah, so I love that and then I've really been into just like love songs and songs about unrequited love. Um, and like, uh, I was listening to like, people will say we're in love from Oklahoma. And like, if I loved you from carousel and like, I had been singing that song for years and like, it's such a classic, but it wasn't until this like semester that I was like, I really listened to and got the lyrics, you know, when you like sing things and teachers are like, Oh, you're too young to understand this. Like you don't get this because yeah. you're just like freaking like 16 years old and you're just singing this song about someone's heartbreaking or, you know, and you haven't really been in love before and you don't like you're, you're, you're performing the emotions, but you're not feeling them. And like, I feel like when you go through different experiences, you look at songs differently and you go back to a song you had known for years. You're like, Oh, like I get it now. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes. That happens to me a lot. I, I feel that. I feel yeah. <laughs> but, um, please try that song. I'm serious. I am. I, I will be over here asking for you to sing that song for me some other day because it's possible. I don't care what range it is. I don't care if it's Beyonce. I want to hear you sing because mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, right? You were saying that it doesn't matter if it's oh. for you. It doesn't matter. I know. I get so self-conscious in the practice room, though, because the hallways right there and like even though they're like I don't even think they're sound you can hear what people are doing in the practice room so like I'll go in there and play but I feel a little insecure singing like the time that I'll really break loose and sing is when I'm in my car driving because then I feel I feel comfortable and so I can relax and like that sort of mental like relaxation definitely correlates to sounding better because in the practice room like my my throat gets so tight because I'm so anxious because I can hear people in the hallway right outside and like these are like music majors. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I feel like such an imposter, like in the conservatory, like who am oh. I to sing? So I definitely, I know it's bad, but like, I definitely, you know, I still have insecurities and like, I I'm so worried of what people think of my voice, but I keep trying to remind myself, my voice is for me. It's not for others. You know, I can, I can just sing and be happy, but yeah, I definitely, I like singing in my car, let loose in my car. But when I'm in the practice rooms, I'm like, because I can like hear other people in the other practice rooms. Like the walls are very thin. Like I want a practice room in an underground bunker and then I will belt. Like no. people are doing like Beethoven and like Mozart. And I'm over here with like Olivia Rodrigo. Like, oh yes, Sour. One of the greatest Look, of generation. Right. Because I feel almost like that's really nice because you're not in that major. It's like, mm -hmm. you don't know. You 
you don't know them. So it's, yeah. it's, even, it's even better. I mean, you know, if I remember the feelings like when I was in them and you're practicing and you feel you have those feelings, but you're just going in there having fun. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> or like Mama Mia. I've been like listening to that a lot and ABBA and playing that. And like that kind of took on a whole new meaning this semester. And like, it's just funny how like, you know how people say like every time like you read the Bible, it's like a different experience. I'm not like religious, but like I feel like like music is like a religion. Like every time you come back to a song and you're in a different place in life, you just you see it differently. I did see that you recently went to New York. Um, yes. Can you tell me about that and what you felt like to be immersed in Broadway again? What was I that? was honestly like mixed feelings because I hadn't been to New York for six years. Um, and the last time I was in New York, my grandma died while I was there and I passed out in the middle of Times Square and had to go to the hospital. Um, never a dull moment with me or on a oh trip. <laughs> that's like a story for another time but um yeah so um I love I went to visit my best friend Caroline who um just graduated from Point Park University with the BFA Musical Theater and she's you know in New York trying to do the actor thing you know and going to auditions and working a day job and like living in the city and um and I I was really excited like the cool thing about going to school on the east coast is that you're only a few hours from all these cities like philadelphia and washington dc new york and like especially like since you know growing up across the country new york seems like so far away and then literally like i get on a train like three and a half hours later i'm in new york city and i was just so surreal and then um we won the digital lottery for aladdin so we got we got seats for aladdin um friday night oh my gosh that was digital lottery good for you <laughs> I, I love digital lottery because i was able to do it from pennsylvania and then know a day ahead of time versus like when they have in-person lotteries it's really day of and it's not like you know people work and i just i find you know especially with covid i think digital lotteries are great and they should do they should do just digital lotteries but um i also want the digital lottery for freestyle love supreme which was um, that like Lin-Manuel hip hop improvised thing, but that's not really my jam. But so we won tickets for that in the morning and I was in my civil war class trying to learn about the civil war oh and falling asleep. And so I won the tickets and then, so I bought the tickets, but then I was in an internship zoom um, later that day. And then I won Aladdin ticket. So then I had to try to get a refund for the freestyle love Supreme and get the Aladdin. And it was like, I applied for every single digital lottery. You know, it was like, it was like applying for like BFA musical theater programs and hoping you end up with the right one. Like I had a whole spreadsheet. It was like, that My was gosh, like, <laughs> I went hard because like I'm going to New York and the main thing on my mind is Broadway and people are like don't you want to see new things I'm like no I want to be in the theater district like that is where it's at that is my home um and then Saturday night we had gotten tickets for Wicked which is you know holds such a special place in my heart and then I kept trying to get tickets for a matinee but it didn't end up working and I regret not seeing a Saturday matinee because like it was raining and like I didn't we didn't even do anything like like from two to five so like um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, I had a really great time, but honestly, like after like a day in the city, I was like, it was so smelly. It was so dirty. It was so overwhelming. It was loud. It was, you know, you have to walk up eight flights of stairs to get to her apartment. And I'm like, how do you grocery shop? How do you do laundry? Like, and especially since, you know, I've been in like rural Pennsylvania in college, like I like, honestly, after like 12 hours in the city, the novelty wore off and I'm like, I, I hate this. I never want to live here. I don't know how you went to school in the city. Like I, I'm so glad I didn't go because I almost went to college in the city. I am so glad I didn't go to college in the city. Like it's overwhelming. It's overpriced. And I got terrible acne. I like have never had a worse breakout in years. And 
I got terrible acne and I was just like, I was like, I walked 10 blocks in the rain and, and I took shelter in the Met Opera during a thunderstorm um, and Porgy and Bess was playing. Um, but it was, I had a great time, but it was not relaxing. It was very exhausting. It was very crazy. And then I got back and I was so glad to get back to my little Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And I was like, cause I had thought maybe I'll do an internship in the city in the summer. And I got back and I'm like, you could not pay me to be there more than a few days. Like it is like, Oh my gosh. It was over. It was just so overwhelming. And I'm like, I'm never living there. Like, and you know, it's weird. Like I saw the shows and I liked them, but I was like, I, I don't want to go to rehearsal. I don't want to go to auditions. I don't, you know, I know what it's like to be up there doing these things day after day. And like, well, I appreciate watching it. I'm like, I, I just don't, I don't feel a need to be part of that world from the other side. I can just enjoy it, just enjoy watching it. So um, it, w- it was interesting because like the last time I was there, I was like, I love New York. I want to go to school here. I want to live here the rest of my life. And now I'm like, oh my gosh. no, I'm like, get me in the suburbs. Like, yeah. So it was, um, it was, it was an interesting trip. Um, shows were great. Had a great time with some old friends, but um, um, I'm very glad to be back in my little college town and um. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have, I've never, I don't think I've ever talked to someone that has the same feelings as me. I don't know how I did two years either. The, the feeling that you have is the same one that I do where I, I have an appreciation now. It's more of like an appreciation yeah. um, for the rehearsals, for watching people audition for musical theater, like all of it. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the cheerleader now. I love that. And yeah. I, I definitely embrace that because yeah, I just saw that for what I want, it's, it's a, it's not, not what like I want to do for the rest of my life. And your feeling of like, Oh my God, it's rainy. How do you do this? It can just, for me, it was pretty, it was pretty sad um, from, from some days just because, um, there's like so many people around you that are like trying so hard and you almost feel that you almost feel them wanting to be the star. Like you feel that sadness. So I don't know. I'm happy to, to, to be in the suburbs. Um, well, I have so enjoyed talking with you and your connection to music is there anything you've already said all these amazing (laughs) but is there anything that you want to leave with our listeners today about pursuing music in any way um I guess to say and just kind of reiterate that to pursue music it doesn't mean you have to make a career of it it doesn't mean you have to you know do theater after work or after school. It is a, there is no one path. There is no one framework. Like theater and music can be whatever you want them to be. Like if you just want to listen to cast albums in your bedroom, that is pursuing music. If you just want to, you know, play piano when you're sad, that is pursuing music. If you want to go all in and do a BFA musical theater program and work on cruise ships and try to make it on Broadway, that is also pursuing music. But music is, you know, it should not be commodified. It is for everyone and it is for every feeling. And it is just, you know, nobody owns music. Nobody can tell you you're not good enough or that, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't try to do this. Like music is just, you know, anything and everything you want it to be. And um, it just, it can be a really great partner with you as you go through life and you experience different things. Because I really understood this semester that like, 
and they tell you this in musical theater, when you can't, when the feelings are too big to just to speak as words, you have to, you have to, you have to sing, you have to dance and you have to, you know, the music is just another level. Like your feelings are just going to explode and you need to sing, you need to emote. And I've also started writing like poetry and songs this semester, which I never did before. But, um, anyways, like, yeah, like, you know, music, music is there for you and will meet you wherever you are in life. So I would just encourage anyone to don't get discouraged by, you know, mean teachers who never lived out their dreams and don't get discouraged by not getting cast as the lead or not getting the part you wanted. Um, and just to, you know, just love music and just let it, let it meet you wherever you are every day. My God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to cry over here. Uh, <laughs> oh, words. Uh, <laughs> thank you again for just being here with us today and really cannot speak today. And I, I look forward to seeing you when you come back here on the West, the next time you're here. Hello. I'll be here in like a month and I'll spend a month there. So I'd love to see you. This podcast will be an example of how we all have different stories about how we've experienced the world of music and I just hope that you take away something from some of these episodes and feel less discouraged. You got it and you should be able to feel confident as a musician. Episodes will always be released on a Tuesday. Thank you so much again for listening. This is Empathetic Musicians. Next episode will be out December 28th. Please leave us a review. I would really appreciate it so we can make more amazing episodes and bring you the best stories. The best thing that you could tell me is that I believe in myself as a musician.